Simply Financial with Certified Financial Planner Christopher Calandra is an innovative, comprehensive, informative, and cutting-edge podcast that discusses financial topics ranging from personal finance, economics, politics, and personal growth. Simply Financial will cover intriguing and thought-provoking questions so that the listener can simply increase their financial IQ. Welcome to episode number five of the Simply Financial podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra, and I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. I'm really excited about today's episode. The topic is creating a balance sheet. So what is a balance sheet? It is a financial statement that summarizes assets and liabilities. It's meant to give you an idea of what you own and what you owe. It is used extensively in the business world, but over the last few years, I've become a big believer that it has extreme value when dealing with personal finance. So what to do? I do it through an Excel spreadsheet. You can do it longhand, or like I said, you could do it through an Excel spreadsheet. So to begin with, I'd like you to picture an Excel spreadsheet, or even if you're doing it longhand on a piece of paper, you would have column A. And column A is going to be titled assets. And you list your assets from one to whatever. Could be 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever. List all of your assets. Column B, you'll list the value of those assets. Then column C, you're going to list all of your debts. Credit cards, mortgages, car loans, what have you. And then if you're following along, column D, you're going to list the amount of each of those debts. So now you have column A, a list of your assets, column B, an assigned value for each of those assets, column C, a list of all of your debts, and then column D, a list of all of the amounts of those debts. Now I'd like you to total column B. Come up with a sum total. That is the amount of your total assets. Then total column D. And that is the sum total or the total amount of your debts or liabilities. Now the key formula, and this isn't hard math, but follow me. The key formula now is to subtract column D from column B. You're going to take your total debts and subtract it from your total assets. And that number is your total net worth. In other words, if you sold all of your assets and paid off all of your debts, how much would be left over. You want to have a positive net worth, not a negative net worth. Common sense, if it's a negative number, that means you have more debts than assets and you have not accumulated any wealth at this point. At younger ages, that's okay. At older ages, in retirement, it's not unusual and it's not very worrying if your assets are declining because you're often taking income out in retirement. We'll talk a little bit more about that a little later on. But once you set this up, you want to have a positive net worth. And while you're working and you're in your peak earnings years and you're trying to accumulate wealth, you want that net wealth number, that net worth number to increase consistently over time. That's the goal. A few thoughts. When I set this up for myself, I personally don't include cars because they're not really an asset. I also don't include jewelry, furniture, personal items. You can if you want. I don't. I try and keep it relatively simple. 
but if you have expensive jewelry or you have expensive art, you want to include them. It's a personal choice. I'll just share with you. I don't. Uh, the other thought that I had is if you own real estate, including your home, I use Zillow.com, Z-I-L-L-O-W.com uh, for home values. It's not the most accurate measurement of home values, but for the purposes of my exercise and setting up my balance sheet, it's pretty much good enough. You could do whatever you want, but that's how I do it. I have some investment properties. I just put in each address in Zillow. It gives me the, I think they call it Zillow estimate or something to that effect. And that's what I use for property values. I do this exercise every quarter and I save all prior quarters so that I can track my progress towards increasing my net worth and becoming wealthier. I use my Excel spreadsheet, as I said. You could do this on paper. I don't think that's so great. Uh, I do the spreadsheet. It takes me about 45 minutes every quarter. I don't have the simplest financial life between my business interest, investment properties, and I've been blessed that my asset base has grown. It takes me about 45 minutes every quarter. I really enjoy doing it. I like it. I get tremendous value out of doing it. Uh, if your financial life is more simple, it may take you less time. If it's more complex, it may take a little more time. I want to point out, though, that there is software systems that you can use to make it even easier, easier than the way that I do it, which requires a little manual work and a little bit of time. The most popular of these is Quicken. There's also Microsoft Money. I'm sure there are others out there as well that you can research. But again, I use the Excel spreadsheet. I find it works very, very well. And the amount of time I spend on it seems to be worth it for me in terms of the information and intelligence I get out of it. We have a simple net worth calculator at Elliott Wealth Management Services. The website is www.elliottwealth.com. You could check that out in an effort to figure out how you're going to have a balance sheet and keep track of your net worth. You could find it again at www.elliottwealth.com. Why should you set up a balance sheet? Why do this? Why set it up? What does it tell you? It helps me, and I believe it will help you keep track of your wealth accumulation. You can increase your wealth by increasing your assets. How could you increase your assets? Well, some common ones are contributing to 401ks, IRAs, etc. You could save money to a bank account, an investment account of some sort. You could contribute to a college fund. You could find ways to increase the value of your business if you have one. You want to increase your assets. I don't include a car. I mentioned this before, but I want to reiterate. I don't include a car because it tends to go down in value. I do not consider it an asset. For me, an asset is something that you would expect to increase over time. For most of us, unless we're trading in antique cars or specialty cars or something like that, they're not assets by my definition because there's not an expectation they'll increase over time. So I do not include my cars on my balance sheet for those reasons. If your assets are growing, if they're increasing, the number of assets and or the value of those assets, then you are becoming wealthier. 
unless debt is a problem. And that's why we have columns C and D. You can decrease your debts and that will also increase your net worth and your wealth. So how do you decrease your debts? Common sense, you pay on your loans, car loans, credit cards, student loans, mortgages, etc. Now those debts go down naturally by your regular payments. Loans have an amortization schedule. So a 30-year mortgage has a 30-year amortization schedule. That means if you paid all of your payments on time at the regularly anointed amount, the debt would be paid off in 30 years. So naturally, if you're making your mortgage payment month in, month out, over time, the amount of money you owe on that mortgage will decline and will eventually be zeroed out in 30 years. So you could just normally pay your debts and that debt total will come down naturally through that amortization schedule. You could also, of course, pay these debts down faster by paying extra payments on the credit card, the mortgage, the student loan, the car loan, what have you. And that's a way that you could decrease your debts even faster than the natural amortization schedule. Ideally, you get to a point when you have lots of assets and no debts. Column D then has all zeros and you don't even need to fill in column C. That's a really great goal, especially as you approach and enter into retirement. But let's be fair, when you start out, if you're young, if you're a millennial, a few years out of college, uh, when you do this exercise, you may have a negative net worth, especially because of student loans. It's not the end of the world if you have a plan to decrease those debts and increase assets using your income and your sweat equity over time. So it's not the end of the world if you're just starting out in your career and you don't have some massive net worth. Most of us have been there. It may make sense to add debt sometimes. There are different views about debt. Some people say you should never borrow money. There are other people that say you should borrow money quite a bit if you could get a good interest rate and then you could invest the money. And there's every strategy in between. Let me just say for simplicity purposes, I think debt can be a helpful tool as you accumulate wealth, i.e. a home mortgage, but it's something that you wanna be wise about, you wanna be careful about, you do not wanna be reckless, and there are forms of debt that are far worse than others. A prime example of that is credit card debt. If you're accumulating credit card debt because you're eating out, buying toys, traveling, and you're accumulating debt in that manner, you're not gonna be accumulating wealth. That's not the pathway to success. Uh, but there are other times, like a student loan, like a mortgage, like investing in a small business, that you could make the case that if you're smart about it, it could help increase your wealth, increase your income, and make your financial life better. So enough on the debt subject. The balance sheet will help you monitor how a choice you might make will impact your net worth or how a decision you've made will change your net worth. So if you have your balance sheet set up and you're thinking about, let's say, buying a second home or buying an investment property or taking a loan 
against your business, you could think about that decision in light of how it will affect your balance sheet. That might not be the end-all, be-all in determining what you'll do, but it's a helpful guide in making a good, smart financial decision. And if you've made a decision, a financial decision, i.e. you're contributing to your 401k, you can see how that decision plays out because that means that typically when you look at your balance sheet every quarter or every six months or every year, then your 401k balance should more often than not be increasing because you've made a decision to allocate money to add to that 401k every pay period. So your balance sheet will help you monitor how decisions you might make and how decisions you made in the past are affecting your drive to accumulate wealth, to increase your net worth, and to be wealthier over time. I mentioned retirees a moment ago. At Elliott Wealth Management, we deal with a lot of retirees. And when you're in retirement, hopefully you enter into retirement with a very strong balance sheet. Lots of assets and very little or no debts is a really good situation to be in. You don't want to or shouldn't enter into retirement if your balance sheet and your net worth number is not good. But in retirement, you begin taking money out of your assets. You, for the first time in your life, probably on regular intervals, are drawing money out of your nest egg. You're taking money out of your assets so that you could live a healthy, fulfilling retirement lifestyle. So this exercise for you might be different when you set up your balance sheet because you're probably not going to be adding to your assets through your income. In fact, you are probably withdrawing money from your assets. There's still a chance, a good chance, that your assets grow because real estate prices often increase, investment values often increase, Um, but your situation is a little different. But this is also a good tool for you because you can make sure that you're not taking so much money out that your net worth and your wealth is going down at too fast a rate where you start to be alarmed that you might run out of assets, might run out of income during your lifetime. You want to make sure that you're managing your balance sheet managing your income along with management of your assets and debts so that you have sustainable income and a financial plan that will take you through the entirety of your life. So as we begin to wrap up, you ought to have a plan. You want to have a plan on when you're going to update your balance sheet. For me, I do it quarterly. That might be too infrequent for some of you. You may want to do it monthly. Some of you may want to do it every six months. I would say you want to do this at least once a year for it to be a good, effective tool to help you with your decision-making. And not just with your decision-making. I can tell you every quarter when I see that the assets have gone up and the debts have gone down and the work that we're putting in to accumulate wealth is paying off, it is a very, very good, fun exercise. You want to review this with your spouse. Uh, You want to review this if you have a loved one that's helping you make financial decisions. Uh, Might be a mother, father, sibling, best friend, co-worker, mentor. 
if you wanted to share with them so that they could help give you their advice and opinion on how you might increase your assets even more or ways you might want to decrease your liabilities, I think that's very healthy. If you're working with a financial professional, you could share that with your financial advisor. I go through this with lots of my clients. Uh, you could do that as well. But you don't necessarily want to keep it private, only for your eyes. You often want to share it to help you along your journey and help you in your effort to consistently make smart financial decisions. You want to have a plan on how to increase your net worth. If you just do this balance sheet, but you don't take the next step to think about how you can improve your net worth, uh, then this is really just an exercise with no positive impact, no positive end results. The reason why you do this exercise, the reason why I do it, so is so that I have better information so that I could figure out how I want to increase my assets, what, increase, what assets I'm interested in increasing. I want to figure out, you want to figure out what debts you want to get rid of first, what debts you want to pay attention to, what you view as worse debt as opposed to better debt. You want to have a combination ideally where you're increasing your assets and decreasing your debts. That's what's going on right now at age 46 with two children at home, what my wife and I are working on. We're working on increasing our assets, decreasing our debts, and that combination is our pathway to eventually being debt-free within a few short years, then having assets that will carry us through the latter part of my career into retirement and provide us with a good nest egg and a good lifestyle for what hopefully will be a very long retirement. So I hope this information was valuable for you. I know it's been very valuable for me and it's been valuable for people I've shared this with. So thank you for joining me today. I would be honored if you'd share this podcast with friends and family. You could listen to this on iTunes, Stitcher, and other platforms. You also can get this podcast at our website, www.elliotwealth.com. Elliot has two L's, two T's. You could also get more information about me and the rest of the Elliot Wealth team at that site. Uh, you can call us at toll-free 888-959-5904. But again, thank you for listening, and I look forward to speaking with you again on an up upcoming podcast episode. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of Sage Point Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against a loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. The information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of information provided at those websites. Nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to or your use of third-party technologies. 
website's information and programs made available through this website. When you access one of those websites, you assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the website you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. Insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management LLC are not affiliated with Sage Point Financial.